Welcome back to the Hot Heel Girl podcast. Today is the day you have all been waiting for. <laughs> Eco recap. <laughs> I know a lot of people liked it last time. So yeah, yeah this time yeah. we're doing it again. When I was looking at stats, they're actually still pretty popular. So we are glad you liked the eco recap. Yeah, so we're doing another eco recap. This one is different in that I did not go in person and M also did not go in person. So, you yeah, know, I've ne- never gone in person. So you should I keep saying, I keep saying next year, but then like, well, this time you might actually do it next year. Cause next yeah, year's in Dallas. It will be much more accessible. However, I think the in-person is going to fill up a lot pass- faster this time because That's of true. how much more accessible it is. But anyway. um, anyone out there, if you are a practitioner thinking of becoming a practitioner and you get to a point where you're deciding in person versus online I highly recommend in person I did say there were a lot of perks to online this year which there definitely were I got a walking pad I was able to walk I was able to stretch you were rebounding you were outside I got a workout in during lunch and it was like great but at the same time I I'm not gonna say obviously but I don't think I focused as much as I do in person because I was doing these things yeah I mean I yeah, I'm the same way. Like I'm in when I'm not like physically there in person and I just like that's the only thing I have to concentrate on. I do because I have a hard time just like sitting at home and listening to something for hours mm-hmm. on end without like wanting to Oh, I fully agree. Do do other things. Yeah, because like I could have taken one lecture, two lecture, right? Like we've all watch plenty of videos online, but it's when it's like a full day, even with breaks, it's just a lot. Like mm-hmm. even when you're there in person, it's a lot. Like you leave and you're like, my nervous system's fried. I can't wait to get home. But I like, I had a lot of things to do. That's kind of why it ended up being from home. Like I had to go and tour apartments and we had to do other things, blah, blah, blah. blah. So like I wasn't there for all of it. I was in the car for some of it. it mm-hmm. <laughs> overall, very interesting time. But I would just tell anyone, if you're thinking about going in person and now that it's in Dallas, I know it's going to be more accessible to a lot of people because the Boise Airport was not big and Dallas-Fort Worth is big. So mm-hmm. much easier to get flights. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like and everyone, and they even said like more people will be able to get direct flights because I'm sure they had heard over and over that Boise wasn't accessible for a lot of people. It ended up being a very, very expensive weekend, which, I mean, I know it's going to be a business trip, so it's not like I expect it to be cheap, but like all in all, it ends up being like a two grand weekend, which is kind of a lot Yeah. versus, I mean, the ticket's still not changing in price. So it's probably going to cut like low key three to $400 off just in terms of like getting to flights. Yeah. For me, definitely. Well, for you, 100%. For me, I am, when I looked in the past, I always looked at Newark Airport because that's where my parents used to live up by it. And then Philly's where I live. And then uh, Baltimore's only like an hour and a half drive. So I was like, we're going to try all these airports and see if any is a, any of them are a direct flight because that would save me like literally four hours out of my day. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't find a direct flight from any of those airports, which I feel like is so bizarre to me. But that really? just shows you that... That's what I'm saying. Even Baltimore, none of them. I looked every single time and I even looked, it wasn't pre 
Co. But it was like in 2021. So it was before all of the flight things were super chaotic. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I know. Surprising, that does right? That odd to me, but I don't know. <laughs> it, that's why I was like, that's how you know Boise is actually a very small airport. If like on a Wednesday or a Thursday or a Saturday or a Sunday, I could not find anything to any of those airports. But mm-hmm. that's another story for another time. So, Eco 2023 recap. Here we go. It started with Todd and Jay, as always. We love them. You know mm-hmm. them, you love them. They were just recapping. They're just the best. They, they were just being, doing goon stuff. Like Yeah, I mean, they memes. just, they don't they don't dilly-dally they just jump right in when they start these things and i love it <laughs> it's always memes like social media stuff yeah. it's it's just jokes about like the past three years and you guys know it's experience what we've experienced in the past three years so all that stuff how the stats have gone down how now the um the you know shots aren't even mandated let alone out on the market all that good stuff how all of these like billboards and ads like every single one they were like paid for by paid for by yeah the companies that make everything (laughs) yeah just like lots of memes lots of goon stuff but like it's like making jokes at it that's because we like it's one of those things you're like you have to laugh or you'll cry because this last three years was wild um like we're not these things aren't even by most of the companies aren't even offered anymore mm mm-hmm so, anywho, we're pure-blooded over here. <laughs> the dance friends always call us. They're like, you're the only ones with pure blood. Because, like, the whole uh, friend group ended up having to get it for one reason or another. Almost everyone almost because of their job. Um, mm-hmm. And maybe not all of them, like, were required by their jobs. But a lot of them were, like, really, really, really strongly encouraged. And so... Mm-hmm all of them you know the fear-mongering tactics worked ended up getting it but him dating me was like we're gonna do anything possible so that he doesn't have to get it Mm -hmm. um if it got to the point right religious exemptions all that stuff I know it might have gotten to a point at some point where he might have had to concede but we were obviously going to wait for the last possible second because he's like I'm not gonna lose my job over this and I understand that but you know lots of he had to jump through quite a few hoops for a while to get lots of tests and all that stuff. And they were just making it as inconvenient as possible. And I was like, I don't care if your life's more inconvenient. We're going to wait until it's literally forced. And he didn't care either. It wasn't me forcing him. So we are the only pure-blooded ones. Good for you guys. (laughs) Because I work for myself, so it wasn't an issue for me. But for him, it was just like he had to test three times a week if he had to go into the office and he did have to go to the office. It was required. And then it was just like a whole this mm-hmm. guy yeah thankfully I was grateful like Reed's job is like he basically just works by himself mm-hmm. all the time and so he never really doesn't have to go into an office and then like being in Texas we were definitely I was gonna say Texas is not the place as to be. strict <laughs> for a while everyone here was like like where I live was crazy but it was nothing else was actually he works for a major bank which was a positive mm-hmm. at the time because they, as much as they were trying to get people to get it, they could not take any major stances because they knew that the legal repercussions were going to be huge. Yeah. yeah. 
So they were not firing people. They were not requiring it, but they were making it very inconvenient if you didn't have it, yada, 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 so on and so forth. But working for a big company works out sometimes. It depends yeah. on the company for sure. I know. Yeah, we were both talking about it at the time because I worked for a major bank before that too. And my job was definitely more pushy, but both, neither of them were taking stances. And we're like, they're going to wait till the last possible moment until it's literally a government mandate because they know that there will be legal, legal repercussions. Like these banks have huge legal teams. They know that this is going to have blowback on them. Yeah. So that's not what you guys are here to talk, learn about. So Todd and Jay, I feel like we can just summarize it there with like, they just did all the, all the goon stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I, I texted you guys and I was like, starting off with the clown show. I Always. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then Dr. Tom Cowan, who I know your mom was really excited was speaking at Eco. Yeah. That's <laughs> so, so cute. cute. She texted me afterwards and she was like, Tom Cohen said he was speaking at Eco. And I was like, yeah, he just finished. It's like, she literally texted me right after he finished. Oh. So that was long. It was very long. He had like an hour and a half and then a break. And then he had a following hour. I mean, it was very good. Like he's like seemed super sweet and obviously very knowledgeable, mm-hmm. but I think, um, we had a group chat going, Courtney, and then one other girl that was there, and then myself. And uh, she's actually going to be on part two of the podcast mm-hmm. with us. But yeah, we were all just like definitely kind of zoning out after a little while because at least my brain just doesn't oh, no, I was process <laughs> the major science that well. And it's just like I can take it in small portions, but like. I agree. Uh, So also something about eco, it depends on the speaker a hundred percent, but some of these people will pretty much say the same thing over and over or like make a statement at the beginning of their speech and then just like show us this study proves it, this study proves it, this study proves it, which I get is Mm -hmm. part of it, but I could summarize it in like three sentences. You know what I mean? So then by the end, you're like for a lot of these people, well, because by like, when it gets super sciencey, we both are. I'm, I'm with you. I am not one of those people yeah. that super sciencey means I'm gonna follow along tooth and nail. Mm-hmm. So I. I mean, won't. I get like if you're a doctor, um, if you're like really there to like absorb and like, I don't know, just implement all of this stuff back into your practice with a lot of medical science. Like, yeah, that's fair. But for like health coaches like us, I don't know. Because that's not how we talk to our patients because no. they're not going to get it. Exactly. And so it's just. What I, I guess what we go to eco for is probably different than what they go to eco for. Like I go mm-hmm. to eco for clinical pearls and things to use in my practice, including research. But like, I think that what you're saying is they probably go to eco for like just research. Yeah. Which, yeah, yeah that's never. <laughs> I'm not going to go for just research. If I want to just research, I can just type on PubMed 24-7. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, I do even... appreciate like having it because like we have all the slides and like we could go back to reference it if That's we wanted best. to. But um, yeah, he's obviously a very smart man. Obviously knows what he's talking about. Um, it was yeah. just a little bit, lo- a little long for me. Part one was called biology and medicine. So if that gets you excited, <laughs> we to heard listen. we heard a lot about snot and fluids. <laughs> I forgot about that. So much about snot. Oh my God. 
so much <laughs> about snot and fluids. I completely forgot. Um, yeah. yeah, he just went over a lot of like viruses. And They're not real. Like, That's showing... what we got. That's what I got out of it. Yeah, viruses are not real. Which but... I mean ties back to terrain versus germ theory. I think that a lot of people can resonate more with that. Uh, if you have a healthy terrain, like it doesn't really matter what you come in contact with, and if you think that it's the germ that gets you sick, then like you're gonna be afraid for the rest of your life. Yeah. Which that's my short summary. In that he's saying that right, like if you have healthy terrain, these these things don't even exist. It's just like exposures to like toxins and stuff like that. Like but the the viruses don't exist according to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he was showing, like we said, a lot of like photos and a lot of proof yeah which i I appreciate i I believe him i mean yeah because a lot of people aren't just going to believe you off the bat you need to show the proof but a lot of proof it was viruses aren't real there was another point i forgot it i like literally summarized it in three points and i was like that's it that's that's (laughs) the story kids um nope can't remember it could have been that you important. sent you sent it in the group chat but it would be like a, a long scroll, scroll back, back. <laughs> i'm not scrolling back to that i literally summarized it in three points and we were like yeah that could summarize the last hour and a half mm-hmm. that was fun but yeah he was just saying viruses aren't real it all comes down to like your terrain healthy terrain blah 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 mm-hmm. well honestly a couple of those studies were really interesting because he was talking about how like um they injected like snot in people's noses and like tried to literally inflict like a virus reaction yeah infection yeah they took like like snot from people that were infected with something and i know (laughs) i think i was eating my breakfast when he was like starting to talk about i'm like stop dr tom but it was super interesting because he said like most of them didn't even contract it so like Mm -hmm. And the only time they did was, like, when they did, like, multiple snot injections. And I was like, love that. Love that. <laughs> so that's what I got out of that. Did you get more? Do we want to? No. I, I No. <laughs> and then up next was Dr. Tim. Or not Dr. Tim. <laughs> Scientist Tim. The Scientist Atomic Tim. Man. Misconceptions about pH uh, and alkalinity versus acidity, which I know you loved because he walked out to um, White and Nerdy. And if you guys don't know White and Nerdy, it's a Weird Al like parody to Ride and Dirty because I'm too White and Nerdy, which you guys apparently had well, never heard I, before. No, I hadn't. I thought everyone knew White um, and Nerdy. But I also thought everyone knew that Hall- oh, Dr. Tom did Hallelujah. Wasn't that him? Yes. Oh, that was great. And if you're not mm-hmm. thinking about Shrek when you think of the song Hallelujah, or if you are thinking about Shrek when you hear the song Hallelujah, be my friend. Emily and Brandy aren't allowed to be my friends anymore because they literally didn't think of Shrek. I'm not a movie person, so like you're still allowed literally to be my friends, but anything anybody says about a movie, I'm like, okay. Shrek is iconic. I do love the movie <laughs> Shrek. I'm just like, it's not. It's when Princess Fiona doesn't want to marry Lord Farquaad. Come on. <laughs> but anyways um dr tom played hallelujah and i guess you have to look up the so it's funny he like the lyrics to the one that he played for us i couldn't find anywhere on the internet because i was sitting in my office belting out the words to the song and i did look up the words uh it was pretty much just saying like yeah hallelujah like praise god because of all this stuff happening in the world 
Mm-hmm. So anyways, Tim Griswold. White and nerdy. Um, so I liked that he talked about alkalinity versus acidity because I feel like that is always a hot topic, right? You always see people with their alkaline water. Is that actually beneficial? Which we they had talked about at prior cell core conferences that like alkaline water actually dilutes the pH of the stomach. And I've seen that mm-hmm. clinically where people drink alkaline water and they get super bloated or they struggle to digest, they get acid reflux, and then they cut out the alkaline water and they don't have those issues anymore. I don't know if you've seen that. Yeah, I've seen it too. I think alkaline water or just like a super alkaline diet in general has its place for a like a select few of things, but I don't, yeah, I've never seen it work out well for people that just do it consistently. I think it has its place for like the big C, but that's because you're in a yeah. super acidic environment if you get to that point, you know? Yeah, that's really the only place I've seen it actually be very beneficial. Yeah, because I'm like, that's like, I mean, extremely acidic by that point. So mm-hmm. he went over these myths and like debunked them in his presentation. All acids are bad. I should only consume alkaline materials. If I consume low pH items, my blood pH will lower. All cells should only exist between pH of 7.44 and 7.88 to be healthy. And when cells drop below a pH of 6.48, the big C occurs. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, so he just went over and debunked it, which was good. I mean, he talked about lactic acidosis and how it can impact kidney function as a result of mitochondrial dysfunction because it's inhibiting something is inhibiting LDH from doing its job. He pretty much was just saying acidity versus alkalinity is an issue with the Krebs cycle. And if mm-hmm. I'm going to sciencey for you, the Krebs cycle is how the body creates energy. I like find that even the mitochondria can be too sciencey for some people. So like getting into the Krebs cycle is just like really out there. But like I know you learned it in high school and you don't really care about it, but it's just how the body creates energy. Like, right. If it's taking whatever you have, it it starts converting it. And if it can't convert it to a certain point, it can turn into lactate and it can turn into lactic acidosis, which can contribute to too much acidity in your body. I feel like that's just the simplest way to say it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I find that that, like diagrams work well for people. Yeah, I know. But I'm like, I don't have a diagram. Yeah. (laughs) But I'm like, when if you just think about the chart, the flow chart of it, like if it gets to a point where the body can't convert it to pyruvate, it has to convert it to lactate. And then that's lactic acidosis, too much acid in the body, can't break it down, so on and so forth. So it's just an issue at a mitochondrial level, whether your body is alkaline versus acidic. Mm-hmm. And then what you were saying about like the alkaline water making people bloated and stuff. And that's Mm -hmm. literally because your stomach needs acid to digest. Yeah. And so if you're just like not giving your stomach enough acid and constantly drinking all that alkalinity, um, you're not going to be breaking down foods. So you're going to be getting bloated just to simplify it a little bit. Yeah. And like one of his, one of his myths was all acids are bad. Like, of course, all acids aren't bad because stomach acids are literally necessary. The only mechanical part of the digestion process is the chewing like your teeth, right? Mm -hmm. That's the only mechanical part. After that, it's all broken down via acid. So like, yeah, we need acids. Mm -hmm. So, and then when they were talking about like, I need to consume a more alkaline versus acidic diet, he was like, everything turns in, turns acidic once it hits the digestive acids. So it's kind of not as beneficial as one would think eating a more alkaline versus a more acidic diet. Again, we said with the big C, it plays a bigger role, but that's a whole, we're not getting into that. 
Yeah. And I mean, look at how many people that have heartburn and stuff like that. Yeah. And that's a sign of low acid. And what? Take- <laughs> low acid? I thought that was too much stomach acid. That just like blows people's minds when I tell I them that. And they're like, no, because I have too much. I have yeah. to take my Tums. And I'm like, don't like, take no. your Tums. Tums are just candy. I agree. I'm just reading it's through just my like notes. An excuse for someone to take. It literally is an excuse for candy. I'm like, no. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Yeah, I was reading through the rest of my notes. I just had like a couple summaries about acids versus alkaline. And it's just like the body being more acidic is mostly impacted by the mitochondria and whether it's functioning properly. And then other things that impact lack of oxidation and toxicity, right? Toxins impact the mitochondria. And because of that, the you can you'll lack oxidation Woohoo! that's also why i love i used to love hydroxygen because it was ox- helping to extra oxygenate the body which helped a lot of people heal mm-hmm. i miss I, hydroxygen so i know much. i know they're still working on it obviously <laughs> they didn't um, even mention it this no this i don't blame weekend. them i don't blame I know, them they've gotten so much blowback on that i know um I do have, there was like an oxygen product I've like been trying by myself before using it with clients just because I do obviously see the value in liquid oxygen. Mm-hmm. That's a whole other thing. So what was next? What did we have next? Parasites, an MD's perspective by Mark Sue. Bum, bum, bum. I love to talk about parasites. I don't know. Did I even learn anything about this? No, he I just I like, miss. I missed a little bit of this one. I don't remember what I was doing. I'm not gonna lie. I'm I'm not sure I actually learned anything here because I'm not sure it could have taught me much about parasites. <laughs> right. <laughs> it was. It I was mean, good I to... he shared. Did he share any case studies or no? I'm going through the slides here. Not that I remember. I remember him talking about like lab testing for parasites doesn't work, which like we've already talked about, right? Like lab testing Mm -hmm. is not the way to do it. The way to either do it is muscle testing, energetic scans, or you can, and he did talk about how in blood chemistry, you can see certain things will indicate parasites. And I use that all the time. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Everyone has parasites. There's really not a need for any testing for it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry, we all have parasites. And then he talked about um, how lab, te- like I said, lab testing doesn't work. Everyone needs to address parasites. Why does the roadmap matter? I mean, yeah, fun stuff. Mm-hmm. I didn't learn. I, I'm, that's not like, I'm not trying to be rude, but I've obviously done a lot of research on parasites. So, like, the roadmap matters, you know? Like, parasites can hold up to six times their body weight in heavy metals, up to two times their body weight in mold, uh, bacteria, viruses that apparently don't exist, Um, (laughs) (laughs) yeast, fungus, all that good stuff. So, like, yeah, that's why you have to address parasites first. You got to do drainage, you got to do parasites. Yeah, I mean, honestly, we could summarize... Basically, everyone's talks at Eco. Fix your mitochondria and support your drainage, and like literally, and address parasites first before yeah. you address anything else. No, address drainage first. Well, I mean, before anything else in the roadmap. Yeah, like drainage, parasites, then you move on. Yeah. Um, I liked Mark Sue though. He's a good speaker. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then parasite cleansing in ancient medicine by Dr. Kathy Yo. She is so cute. She is literally Mother Nature. 
I know. She's just like so she's so zen. I I aspire to be that zen cuz my um <laughs> my nervous system's all over the place these days, guys. I am working to reset it. I want to be as zen as Kathy Yo. I want to just spend time with her so my nervous system acclimates to her. I know. <laughs> I'm serious. I, I yeah. don't I honestly We need remember. to do like some dancing or something to what? Release energy. <laughs> I have been doing it every single day and like bouncing and stuff, trying to release even more energy. Yeah. I recently saw this thing called booty yoga. Booty <laughs> yoga. <laughs> I was about to say that sounded wrong. Maybe it's pronounced differently, but it's B-U-T-I. Oh, um, well, not it, as fun as I thought. But <laughs> interesting. <laughs> um, but there's somebody here that does it, but it's very... It looks like very like primal movements and it looks like they incorporate a lot of like hip releasing movement into it. And it looks, what are you going to say? I was going to say, didn't you buy the workout, Witches program? Yes, I did. Do you love it? I did. I fell off of it like two and a half weeks in (laughs) and then you're supposed to like restart. Okay. Every time you skip a couple days, so, like, so I nah. keep trying to restart. Mm. Um, but I did feel really, really good while I was doing it for those two and a half weeks. And like, I am still doing it. Like, Isn't it like a 21 day thing? It's like a month, I think, okay. like 30, 30 days. Got it. I just didn't remember. Yeah. Yeah. We need to release some stuff. I believe me I've, I'm, I'm working on it we're day by day these some days <laughs> some days it's day by day wait so I want to go back to Catherine Kathy Yo. uh what I got out of this parasites play a role in every single ailment are they the cause of everything no but they play a role in everything all illness is due to an accumulation of toxins mitochondrial damage nervous system dysregulation as at a physical level and it's never just one thing right you're always going to have some emotional stuff it's always some toxin soup slew of things that's my takeaways what did you take (laughs) um yeah basically the same thing um I think one of my favorite things was this graphic that she did that says deficiency is due to toxicity and it was like the water buckets I love the water bucket where it was pouring in there and it's like information slash stimulation on one side and nutrition on the other side and then it's just like running out of the bottom of the bucket, pouring into neuroemotional stress, physical injuries, toxicity, and connection. Which I loved that. And that's why a lot of people don't heal because they're working on some things, but there's still a lot of like leaks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There was a handful of people that I feel like mentioned the leaks in the bucket. <laughs> It's good. On it's like when people talk about energetic leaks, right? They'll be like, I'm doing all the right things, but like this person is leeching onto me and I can feel it. And it's like an energetic leak. Or like when you're working with a bunch of clients and you have a lot of clients that you're really content with, but you have a couple of like energetic vampires, which feels so rude to call someone that I would never address certain clients by this, but like it doesn't make up for like all the good clients aren't going to overcompensate for the couple of people that are like leeching onto you, you know, Mm -hmm. that's just from an energetic standpoint, but you guys get the gist with your health. Yeah. And then we had 
Next up, finding the cause of women's health issues, Dr. Lisa Palmer. This was a good one. Mm -hmm. This was a bunch of case studies. I know, of course you liked it. I like the case studies. I love the case studies. They're probably my favorite parts. Yeah, they hold my interest very well. Yeah. And she covered Um, um, like a hot flash case, so like uh, menopause and then PCOS, polycystic mm -hmm. ovarian syndrome, and then endometriosis case. Yeah. So Which she did three case studies. I don't work with menopausal women yet because obviously I'm not menopausal. <laughs> but I do work with a lot of people with PCOS and endometriosis. So I enjoyed this one. Yeah, this was a good one. I mean, she was just going over all of their symptoms and then what they clinically tested for, which like a lot of like chemical toxicity, yeah. metals, parasites, um, mold, I lime. Mean, yeah. Adrenals are stress, thyroid is stress. Like, oh, big surprise. A lot of people, it was like stressors, mm -hmm. <laughs> like big stressors. I'm like, hmm. Yeah. And I mean, I see that all the time in Emotional hormone issues, physical. especially people ask me, I always get asked like, why is my period late? Like, why am I having these crazy symptoms this month? And I'm like, they're like, I haven't changed anything in my diet. And I'm like, um, have you been stressed? <laughs> like, have you been dealing with something? And everyone is like, oh yeah, I was really stressed or I was That's dealing with that. That's the first thing you should think about when your period's late. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Like, I've always been someone with a pretty regular period. I think I've maybe missed a period, like, two to three times in my life. And it's always because of stress. Like, just yep. if you ever think you're, I mean, maybe you're pregnant. But if you're ever like, uh, oh, I don't think it's possible I'm pregnant. Why is my period late? You're probably really fucking stressed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then if there's, like, a chance that you could be pregnant, I see everyone and they just get more stressed if they don't want to be pregnant. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is, I'm not going to lie. I have always in the past taken pregnancy tests just to ease my brain because then mm -hmm. it releases the stress and then you get your period. Yep. Or at least for me. Yep. Which I'm not, like I said, it's only happened to me literally three times in my whole life. And I'm like, mm -hmm. oh my God, am I pregnant? And then I'm like, well, I guess I'm going to go get a pregnancy test even though it seems like I would have an immaculate conception, baby. Um <laughs> I'm like, this doesn't really seem possible, but whatever. But, you know, yeah. and then once you realize you're not pregnant, it's like, ah, I'm not pregnant. Yep. And then your body's like, here you go. Yep. Like you said, it just helps you relax. Exactly. Yeah. Like, and because if you think you're pregnant, you're more stressed. You're like, fuck. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. And if we go in her, into her case number two, which is the PCOS client, like literally the first thing from the case <laughs> highlights is extremely high stress, high stress, yeah. stress levels. Yeah. And also insulin resistance. So we talked about this we in the PCOS that, yeah. episode. Chief complaints, um, fatigue, depression, anxiety, weight gain, and left sharp groin pain. Mm -hmm. Clinical findings. High chemicals, mold, parasites, endocrine disruption, and high cortisol. Like, they're almost all going to have similar causes. Like, that's just the truth. It's Yeah, I think it just depends on, like, which, what stage of life you're in, kind of what 100%. it manifests itself into. I think that's with anything. Because when it comes down to it, everyone has root causes of the same ilk, right? Like, there's only, in my opinion, physically, like, five or six physical root causes and then emotionally there's like uh, 70 billion ones mm -hmm. and then there's only so many drainage pathways that can be clogged so like everyone has problems of the same 
ilk. It's just how they manifest in your body. Like, why are you different from someone else who has the same problems as you? I don't know. I can't tell you that. But, like, they all, it's just the way they happen for you. I don't know. I think that a lot of the, how it manifests in the physical body usually has to do with the emotions of it, though. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, when you, I agree. when you're like, is it anger? Is it? Which we'll get to that with Tracy's. I don't know if you, did you watch Tracy's? Yes. I love Tracy. She's so good. Yeah, I think she'll be in part two. Yeah, 100%. Honestly, she I was like to third to last. Go to, go to her clinic. Um, I <laughs> wanted to, because when I did MVSR, you can go. There's an in-person portion if you want to, or you can do it virtually. And I wanted so badly to go in person. But it was one of those phases of my life where I literally think I traveled two weeks later for eco. So I was like, I don't really think, and it was to Boise. So I was like, I don't really think I can go to Houston and then two weeks later go to Boise. It's like, that sounds like too much. And you know, for the better. Yeah. I want to go. So I do still want to do MBSR badly. So maybe I will do that since Houston's not very far away. Yeah. There, like I said, there's, it's optional to do it in person. I don't, I think it, like $100 more if you do it online. Or maybe it's $100 more if you do it in person. I don't really remember. It was like a year and a half ago. But it's not enough to make you bat an eye and not do it. Like, it's totally worth it. Yeah. I didn't really care about the money. I just wanted to go. <laughs> but it sounds like me. Go, go, go. Which is probably why my nervous system is the way it is now. <laughs> but we're not even going to talk about it. So the third um, case study. Oh, she talked about yoni steaming. And I also pissed myself when she was saying, I have a yoni. Uh, and she meant that she has a yoni steamer. And like, yeah, girl, you got a yoni. And she's like, oh, no, that was so wrong. There was so many of those comments this week. I know. it was. There were so many during Eco where people were like, oh, my God. I just said the absolute wrong thing. Like Dr. Bubblebutt, so good. <laughs> Loved that. Um, but, you know, I'm here for the clown stuff. <laughs> um, yeah, she said that yoni steaming is mm-hmm. a lot of the time really beneficial for a lot of these clients. Like if they have an active infection or problems with sensory, inability to fe- feel heat, like get a yoni steamer, you go in on Amazon. And I mean, I don't know. If, about you, the if you don't know herbs. what yoni steaming is, yeah. it's literally steaming your vagina. Yeah. So like, I thought think I of like a facial steam, <laughs> but <laughs> it's your vagina instead. So you like put these different herbs yeah. in obviously warm water that's going to create steam water. and you sit over it. I haven't tried it, but I that honestly really should. sound bad. It sounds very relaxing to be it's, honest. It does sound moderately relaxing. Like I don't know how I'd feel initially, but like I feel like as you you know, stop tensing. It probably is pretty relaxing. Mm-hmm. And I have heard that it does really help, you know, with hormone like imbalances. Oh, so, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, probably infections too, but I've seen a I'm lot of people sh- use it just, you know, for hormone stuff and say that their period pain levels have improved. Oh, sorry. A contraindication to yoni steaming is active infection. So that makes sense. Oops. Yeah, I think she said not to do it if you well, that have makes sense. If you're infections, during, pregnancy, yeah. or during your menstrual cycle. I read it wrong, so I'm making sure that I go back and tell you. So, like, she had people, um, oh, Yoni steaming, Emmy support. That sounds wild. How did I miss this part of it? And then Yoni steaming, I do remember her saying para, like, three. She had people steam. But Yoni steaming, Emmy support sounds like what most people probably need. <laughs> 
And then, so the third case, endometriosis. She had endo, like that was her diagnosis. Diarrhea, stomach bloating, high stress levels at work and home, painful cramps, heavy periods. Like you're going to see the common theme is high stress. This happens for me no matter what my freaking clients are doing. Not all of them have high stress, but like the ones that don't progress the way they want to are the ones that have high stress. They're like, oh my God, I'm still bloated, but we've done a full like four month protocol. And I'm like, are you super stressed at work? Yeah. I mean, you're not going to get unbloated Mm -hmm. if you're still stressed, which people get so mad at me. Mm -hmm. They are literally livid. And I'm like, (laughs) I'm sorry. Which isn't helping. Oh no, it's not. And I understand that they're mad because they think that working with me is going to heal them, which it can. It will if if they implement what you're Yeah, like it it will if you implement like all of the mind, body, spirit things. And I think that's why I like Tracy's thing so much because she was talking about drainage funnel and like how emotions are tied to it. But I'm like, certain things won't shift no matter what. We talk about this all the time. No matter what you do physically, certain things won't shift if you don't change your stress levels or any sort of mental, emotional blocks to it. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yep. I know. And people are like, so mad I, about it. I deal with that all the time in different things. Not necessarily health related, but like, you know, like the money related things. Yeah. That's we're okay. all we're all clearing blocks over here, guys. I mean, right. I'm working on other things that are like not related to anything. I'm grateful that I've at least addressed things to a certain point all this stress is not impacting my health at this point in time. It impacts my sleep, which kind of impacts my health, but nothing compared to what it had been in the past. Mm -hmm. We're all working on shit guys. So like, don't think that you have to be perfect, but do think that you have to address your stress and do think that you have to address the mental and emotional aspect of things because, and I find that a lot of people get so, and I, I say this all the time, they get so triggered when I'm like, uh, have you been working on this? Well, no, but I've been working with you. And I'm like, okay, well, this is another piece of the puzzle. Like maybe you have to do some sort of emotional stuff. And people are like, well, I'm, I'm doing that. I'm going to the gym and I'm sweating and I'm, and like, you're doing all the physical things and all the really easy, tangible stuff. But like, you're afraid to sit down and be with your feelings. Mm -hmm. Sorry, not sorry. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. So this endo woman had endocrine system dysfunction, not surprising, Um, clinical findings in her uterus, thyroid, heavy metals, parasites, chemical toxicities. Yay. And that was that. And they all loved working with her and we love that for her. And she said, educate your, your patients to look for toxicities in cleaning products, laundry detergent, air fresheners, nail polish, hair dye, shampoos, water, hobbies like painting epoxy crafts remodels and just do overall toxicity questionnaires and I like that because like obviously we know where to look but like some people if you're not ready to work with someone where do you start by just reducing your overall toxicities all the toxins Mm -hmm. yeah I mean I see that consistently over and over like people will switch their diet to like perfectly clean but then they're still using hair dye they're still using conventional like drugstore makeup or body wash and like dawn dish soap like somebody's husband we know i was gonna say i'm talking about mine (laughs) i was gonna say someone has dawn dish soap in their house (laughs) actually i don't it ran out and he hasn't bought any so 
Maybe maybe we're past it. He's liking the Thrive oh, one so far. Good. Good enough. That's so funny. I know. As soon as you said Don Dish Soap, I was like, excuse me, that, that exists in your house, not mine. <laughs> uh, it doesn't exist right now. God bless. Yeah. So just like work on, and I know it's overwhelming because I started my health journey when I was right out of college, 22. So the last thing I was doing was swapping over everything, but like little mm-hmm. by little. And the makeup was the last thing I did. Like I had only my detergent that I got from Thrive. Cool. We started there. And my diet was the first thing I did personally, but not everyone's going to start there. Diet and like slowly removing the, like slowly reducing the toxin bucket. Started using skincare and it was all non-toxic. All the soap, the shampoo, like that stuff. And then eventually I got to my makeup. But yeah. like, And honestly, if you can just reduce a lot of things that are really heavily yeah, scented. Yeah, chip away at it. That too. Like just... There's so many, and I feel like laundry detergent and the laundry worst. stuff is like one of the worst, but like conventional dryer sheets, they're awful for your just hormones. Don't use them. They're just awful. Some I haven't used like dryer sheets. Balls. I've in, never used dryer sheets in my whole life. I haven't used them in so long, but recently Reed asked, he's like, can we get like some type of like your like dryer sheet or like a healthy fabric softener because he just like sweats so often and he has like more staticky clothes when they come out of the dryer okay. so i did find molly suds dryer sheets yeah. oh i didn't from, even know i had uh, them thrive i like molly it's just suds. like peppermint just like a mi- microfiber cloth and it has like peppermint on it and so he has been using those and a lot of people to say well. to use those like wool balls that you like put essential oil in i've never used them i've just never been a dryer sheet extra stuff type of person yeah i never have been either but i mean read with all of the toxic stuff and so i think he just sometimes he's just like i need something (laughs) i know it's so funny (laughs) yeah i (laughs) Well, that's funny. Dan used to be like a huge Yankee Candle person. And like he was a 25 year old that would go to Yankee Candle, spend a bunch of money, loved it. But I'm telling you this because for his stocking, I got him like a mini native deodorant that smells like a sugar cookie. And he literally doesn't use it. He just sniffs it. (laughs) It's so funny. He's never going to use it. He doesn't want to use it. He's just like, smells good. Want to smell. And I know native has fragrance, but like, if that's what he's doing, like, that's fine. He got rid of all of his candles when we moved in together, because that was also when I was still very much healing. And like them being, those things are scented. Like them being in the house, I could Mm -hmm. smell them and I hated them. Yep. So like, and I, I was very sensitive at the time. I was still, like I said, very much healing. And he just like hauled them all. I don't know where. So like he can have his sniff of native. <laughs> Smells like a sugar cookie though. It really does. Um, okay. So wasn't there one more of the day or was she the last one? Oh, she was the last one, I guess. She was the last one. Day one. Done. That was quick. Well, not quick, but it was pretty quick. Oh, no. No. I, I, I have see it. David Musnick. David Musnick. Yeah. Concussions, mild traumatic brain injury, a pathophysiology approach. What did I say? It was two more because there was Dave yeah, there was Dr. Musnick J and then Dr. J. I know. I missed that. I don't know what was going on. We might need to uh, snap these out a little quicker because I do yeah, it's fine. have to leave in like 30 minutes. What do you got about Dr. David Musnick? Um, for some reason... I'm not remembering 
Um, the, I, I this was later in the day, so I it may was. have been like making dinner or something and not paying attention. <laughs> he did a couple of case studies about people with uh like traumatic brain injury. Some of them, yeah, like, concussions I, think I was and listening stuff like to that. this one. Yeah, I was listening to this one while I was making dinner, so I didn't take really any notes on it. Um, I do remember finding it interesting at the time, but so the I mean, main... he's talking just about like. Again, stress, mitochondrial dysfunction, <laughs> sleep, yeah, exercise. He talked heavily about mitochondrial function in the, in the brain, which is what I liked about it, mm-hmm. um, because you know mitochondrial mitochondria are responsible for ATP production as well as other cell regulatory functions in the brain and in every cell. We have a n- lot of mitochondria per cell. Um, so if you didn't know this, and I love talking about how the mitochondria is pretty much the power switch to the drainage funnel and that might directly impact these people with brain injuries because if your mitochondria gets tapped out or whatever it's decreased you're not able to easily drain so even if these people are pooping even if they're able to support their liver even if they're able to somehow support their lymph they're not able to support their glymphatic system which is the brain drainage system so the glymphatic system dumps right into the lymphatic system which then ends up with the bile, ends up getting pooped out, right? That's how we're able to tie them all back together. So think about your mitochondria. And then think about if yours is tapped out and you get that brain fog, those sort of things, right? It's not traumatic brain injury stuff, but like just the detoxing of the toxins out of the brain. Yeah, and if you're not sleeping enough or not sleeping well, like your glymphatic and your lymphatic are not going to drain properly either. So- it's that. just going to overall lead to more brain fog. Yeah. If you get less than six hours of sleep consistently every night, uh, you brain fog might happen for you because your lymphatic system's not able to properly dump the, uh, I can't even remember the, the toxin name, whatever. It doesn't really matter. Into, into the cerebro that comes out of the cerebro spinal fluid, whatever dumps from the lymphatic system into the lymphatic system. And it happens mostly while you're sleeping. Mm-hmm in that deep sleep anyways yeah he really just was like specifically addressing what's need to heal the brain regions like brain retraining activities got that treat the hormones treat the gi <laughs> love that and then dr j talked about air pollution he classic wanted to round out the day with a freaking mic drop his huge his talks are my favorite i think he just gets so spicy i know (laughs) yeah so he was talking about air pollution and all that stuff yeah as i can literally see a crop duster out my window like off in the distance spraying (laughs) yeah not great not great i used to live um like almost right next to a field that would have cotton planted in it like every other year so like really loved that for me what did you take away from jay's talk uh honestly i just got angry (laughs) (laughs) what did i get from it anger yeah I mean, he was talking about, like, chemtrails and how, you know, like, the best way to make people sick is 
putting something in the air. Yeah. You know, like, because everybody has to breathe. So. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he, he literally was just saying they're poisoning us. So, yeah, not spraying, fun. Spraying chemicals, and I mean, I know people are like chemtrails. Oh, you have a tinfoil hat on, like they don't exist. No, they like. He had a lot of research in here too, and he had a flight tracker. Yeah, Ooh, that one was crazy. Yeah, and I mean, I. I have literally watched before because chemtrails are really bad here sometimes. And I have literally watched um, when before we got married at my old place. I have watched a plane, one start in one corner of the horizon and the other one start in the other corner and literally watch them do a crisscross with a chemtrail. And I'm just like, what, you know, like what, there's no way there's no airport there. There's no nothing there. Like, why would somebody be flying there? And like two planes starting at the Ugh, same time, I you know? Because, you know, you're like, what? He did yeah. go over how also like pneumonia was likely caused because of the things that they sprayed us. Like bacterial uh-huh. pneumonia. And I mean, which just, I didn't like, think about that. Flu and the flu. Yeah. All kinds of stuff. The flu doesn't <laughs> exist. <laughs> So, wait, we have to at least do, nothing like, one or two. Nothing exists. We have to do at least one or two more just to, like, make sure we're at a good place for part two. Okay. I know you have to go, but we can do a couple of them quick. So day two. Um, I'm not doing what Jay and Todd said. I don't even... They said the same stuff. They were just gooning <laughs> around. I think they were just, like, going over... Going over stuff. Dr. Nick Allenson, cell gels and the engines of life. More about the mitochondria, in case you're wondering. Yeah. Again, uh, this one felt sciencey to me. This one felt so sciencey. I actually <laughs> listened to the whole thing, and at the end, I texted you guys, and I was like, "So, what did everyone take away from that one?" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I, "I'm not getting it." It was sodium potassium pump. Didn't understand that structured water, cell function. Yeah, no, I didn't understand this one. <laughs> yeah, it was. Like you said, about sodium, potassium, mitochondrial energy, um, things leaking out of the cells. Yeah, like leaky cells, like leaky gut. So like yeah. leaky cells are a real thing in terms of like your body. I mean, if you're exposed to all these toxins, like everything gets leaky, right? Like your gut have like that hyperpermeability, able to just let the tight junctions loosen, stuff leaks out. Leaky cells is a similar thing. It obviously impacts what the mitochondria does, which is literally everything. Heat regulation, energy. Uh, I'm not even going through down the list. We've talked about this before. Mitochondria mm-hmm. does everything. So that. Yeah. That's what I got from this. That one was a lot of science. I was that's so what we co- got from it. not confused, but I just like listened and I was like, this is kind of boring. Sorry. And then Jay talked about the extracellular matrix, which is also about the cell. Yeah, this was fun. He mostly talked about, well, not mostly. He talked a lot about fascia, too. Yeah, they kind of went into fascia from here, which I found interesting. Yeah, because then he was going into, like, uh, the, like, he went into fascia, which is, like, the skin. And then he went into lymphatic fluid and all about the drainage pathways and stuff like that. Like, 
Apparently, the liver and intestinal lymph make up about 80% of the lymph. That's what I thought was wild. Yeah, liver and intestinal lymph. But it also makes sense. I know, but like, you get such a big reaction when your lymph is blocked. But it was just crazy to me that the liver and intestinal lymph make up about 80% of the lymph. So, like, you have to address the cell health and all the drainage pathways, even like if you think that you have lymphatic blockages, so on and so forth. I thought that one was like, Mm -hmm. and then he does talk about how emotions impact the lymph, right? Because our fascia and our lymph, it's, there's like a lot of water there and, uh, waters, the structure is changed easily by emotions. I don't need to go into Dr. Emoto type stuff, but that's pretty much what he's saying. So like emotions really impact it. Emotions impact everything. everything. I mean, they do. He had studies. (laughs) I mean, I think almost every speaker touched on emotions in one way or another. I know. I appreciated the picture of Dr. Todd on a segue. <laughs> I forgot about that one. Dr. Todd on the segue. We have, I have a soft thought for segues. I know you do. That's why it's even funnier. You're like, oh. <laughs> yeah. I would have loved to take Dr. Todd on a segue tour, let me tell you. <laughs> uh Collagen tissues of the body are embedded in layers of structured water molecules. Research suggests that interfascial water plays a key part in protein folding. So the fascial cell has memory, also the awareness of the information it feels, and yeah, cell memory, water, fascia. Our cells, I mean, he did talk about it at the end. I'm pretty sure this is where he was like, the body keeps the score is a great book for this, which we've talked about. That book is super triggering, though. If you have like traumas that are like deep rooted um I would skim through it before buying it I've read it and like some of it is very triggering so just trigger warning for the body keeps the score but the body keeps the score pretty much goes over how the body holds on to all of your traumas unless you actively work to remove and rewire them and he talked about that too so fun stuff yeah I got it on audible and I listened to it like bit by bit yeah I did not get anywhere near finishing it because it's a long book it's one of those that is like not even half finished it's like a quarter finished nope okay do you want to stop there and then go over well the next one's fascia too but then the next one's fascia too so yeah they talked a lot about a lot about fascia (laughs) do you want to stop here before we go yeah. into, because there are a couple in the next chunk that I don't even think we need to brush on. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> so, like, There's a couple there that I'm like, yeah, we're not going to have much to say. <laughs> we won't. Mm-hmm. It's nothing against them. Just, you know. No. There's only so much you can yeah. say about some of these there things. Was, there was. Yeah. That's a good place to stop. <laughs> There was, yeah. Yep. Listen to M. Listen to M. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was, this is part one of Eco Recap. If you listen to the last one, you know that we had to do part one and part two, and we're doing it again. We're trying to keep these ones shorter, because last time it was like two hours and an hour and a half. This one's hopefully going to be like an hour and an hour, um, because I think now that we know what we're talking about a little bit more, hopefully. Uh, yeah, well, the first one last year, we just like 
we're trying to go, I think, way too in depth. We like each started speaker. reading slides. Yeah, and we didn't realize like, okay, we actually have a lot to get to. <laughs> okay, there's three days of eco. Um, <laughs> no, we definitely know what we're talking about more. So I know where we left off with Christine Schaffner's. We're gonna start there with her fascia talk. Um so thanks for coming. <laughs> we're gonna the next eco one's gonna be next week. Sorry if you're waiting for two weeks after eco to hear our recaps, but you know, we're humans. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like we're recording this like three days after Eco, so it's yeah, not pretty, bad. pretty proud of us. And then, yeah, recording the next one like two days after this. So mm-hmm. I do need to go back and watch a couple of them that I missed because like I said, I went to go see a couple apartments and I just missed some stuff. So I need to watch those by our recording. Thanks for giving me a day or two. Okay, right. so well, if you enjoyed this ego recap, please let us know. Leave a rating, a review, subscribe, uh, drop a comment, shout us out on Instagram, and we love you guys for listening. Yeah, thanks for coming. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned for part two coming next week. <laughs>